Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! So let me bring you back to seven years ago. So seven years ago, Karen and I were preparing to get married. <laughs> and uh, there are a lot of things going through our minds. And the night just before uh, we got married, we had uh, dinner with our friends. So she had dinner with her friends. I had dinner with my friends. And after that, while we were preparing to go to bed, and for the next day, we were like, Ooh, can't sleep, lo. quite excited. Can't, 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 can't keep the minds out of my, my head. Because like the next day, we were, we were going to have it outdoors. And the night before, it was raining. <laughs> so, so we're like, oh no, is it going to be wet? Is it going to be soggy? Is it going to be muddy? Uh, what's what's going to happen? But then we, 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 we eventually got to, got to bed. I think we probably have like maybe two, three hours of sleep. And then the next day, we, we, we praised God. The weather was good. And we were really so excited to, to experience the day together. And I, I, I can say that the, the planning was so much more uh, a build-up of anticipation compared to the day itself, because the day itself passed by like, gone. <laughs> so, uh, but, but what we're excited about is excited about our marriage after that. So not just the wedding day, but we're excited about the marriage. And also maybe let me give you another example. So for example, let's say you just booked the con- concert tickets for Taylor Swift next year. And then this year, this year you're already excited. This year you're like, oh, I'm planning what I'm going to wear, plan, planning all the bracelets that I'm going to create to give out to the other Taylor Swift fans. Uh, I'm going, aha, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you'll know. <laughs> and then, but if you're like me, and then your wife says, oh, let's go for a Taylor Swift concert, then you're like, oh, I need to catch up on all the Taylor Swift songs because I haven't been listening to Taylor Swift for the last 10 years. So, so I, need to, I need to catch up a bit. So if not, if not I, I won't be able to sing along to any of the songs. I'm like, ooh, this is the first time I'm hearing this song. So, and then now, now, now that we're in December, we, we come to a season where we, 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 we think about Christmas. We think about, uh, we think about Michael Bublé coming out. Uh, coming out from his cave, from his hiding place to sing songs. We think about Mariah Carey earning all her royalties for the year. But, but do we, then, then, then God, asked, God asked me, sorry, <laughs> but God, God asked me, um, do, you, do we really think about the real reason uh, behind Christmas? Uh, do we really think about, oh, Christmas is actually the, the, the birthday of Christ. It's not just about the presents that we give to each other. It's not about the Christmas tree. There's no Christmas tree during, during uh, the birth of Christ. It was in a manger. It was in Bethlehem. It, there was no reindeers. There's no Santa Claus. There's no polar bears. There's no, there's no Coca-Cola. But uh, you get it if you Google it. But, but, but um, Christmas is really just so much more than, than what the earth uh, or what the world tells us about it. Christmas is about remembering the birth of Christ. And we, we took communion just now, right? So communion is remembering how Jesus died on the cross for us. And these are two really significant points because without them, we won't have this path back to Christ. Without them, we won't have this connection that we, that we can enjoy. We won't be able to call, we won't be able to, to, to have the Holy Spirit as our, as our helper. So before we go on, let me give you, let's go through some scripture. So let's read Psalm 84. And if you're there, please say Amen. Cool. So let's read. So how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies. I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. How many of you fainted before I came to church today? Hey, uh, with my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God. 
What joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. Wow, imagine that. Imagine you're going through your troubles and then you get refreshed by your troubles, refreshed through your challenges. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. O Lord, God of heaven's armies, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob. O God, look with favour upon the king, our shield. Show favour to the one you have anointed. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in your house than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. Amen. Wow. Isn't that really powerful? How a few scriptures can really encapsulate what it's like to experience God. And it says that one day, one day in, in, in God's presence is better than a thousand days elsewhere. Imagine that. So today, the title of my message is, I'm Excited. And I hope after this message that you guys are excited too. So, <laughs> and, uh, so what, does it, what does it mean to be excited? Uh, hopefully it looks... And, uh, so the definition of excited is very enthusiastic and eager. So when's the last time you were excited? When's the last time you looked forward to something? And unless we can go to Psalm 84, verse 2, it says, They longed for the Lord they, with their entire body, their whole body longed for the Lord, not just, their, not just their mind, not just their heart, but their entire body wanted to be in God's presence. And they said that, they, uh, verse 2, yeah. So it says, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord with my whole being, body, and soul. I shout joyfully to the living God. And it, it shows that they have so much so much anticipation, so much expectation when they meet with God. They're not just going to meet with God because they have to, because they want to, because they're excited to meet with God, because they say, God, I, I really want to experience you today. I really want to experience the fullness of your glory, the fullness of your grace, the fullness of your mercy. And they're saying that, oh, once I meet with God, I know I'm going to experience something. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that something that you want to experience every day of your life? When you wake up, you're excited to wake up. How many of you guys are like me and have a hard time waking up in the morning? Hey, non-morning people. Um, <laughs> so I have like, I can ask Karen, I think she hears most of my alarms. I think I, I think I have one alarm and then I snooze it six times. And then I have the second alarm and then I snooze that six times. So, <laughs> so I, Karen can tell that I'm not a very morning person. But what I try to do in the morning is I try to start the morning right by waking up and doing devotion. I wouldn't say I'm the best at it, but that's what I try to do. And I'm excited. Sometimes I'm excited to, to do devotion. I'm excited to learn something new from God on that day. Amen? So, the long, so like for example, let's say you, you, you view a reel on Instagram, and then you say, oh, best ribs in London. And then you finally get a, get, a, get a reservation, and then you're excited to go because you've heard that it's good. You've heard that, oh, this, this is the best thing ever. You need to try it. Same as with God, right? So if you experience God for yourself, you're excited to tell someone else about it. You're excited to, to share it with someone else. And I hope that that's true for you. I hope you're able to experience God in such a way that you're excited to tell somebody about it. And, and, and in Getaway, we had a very powerful time of, of, of communing with God and letting Him do His thing. So we had a Holy Spirit session on Saturday. And for those who weren't there, we, we, we allowed God to move in the way that He wanted to move. We allowed God to, to take, we didn't want to rush it. We didn't want to say, God, we give you two hours. That's it. After that, no more. We said, God, this is your time. Please, please use it to bless the people. 
And, and what, we, what did we do? We prepared our house. We, we, we came with expectant hearts ready to receive so that we were ready. We were ready to receive from God, no matter what. We, don't, we didn't just confine God's, God's, God's will to what we wanted, but we, we allowed Him to speak to us. We allowed Him to commune with us. And, and after that, somebody asked a really important question. Somebody asked, how come we can't have that every Sunday? Or how come we can't have that every day of our lives? But the secret is, we can we can experience God every day. The, the, and, and what we have to do is we have to open our hearts, we have to open our minds to be able to receive from God. And not just receive what we want to receive, but receive what we need to hear. So there's a very big difference between what we want and what we need. So for example, let's say, uh, previously when I was applying for jobs, a lot of times I think I want this job. But then when I, get, when I didn't go through the interview stages, I think, oh, how come God is not giving me what I want? Because I think this is what I need. But sometimes I really need to reflect and think about, is this really what I need? Or is this something that I want just so that I can show off? Or just to show that I can show that I've made it in the world? Because sometimes what we, what we need is really to be humble. Sometimes what we need is really to be patient. Sometimes what we need is really to, to surrender to God and say, God, I trust you. I won't give you ABC for you to choose from, but I, I, ask, I, I trust that you give me the right answer. I trust that when you give me the right answer, I will be obedient to do so. And I trust you give me the strength to obey. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And what I want to say also is that, I think what God was trying to tell me is that communication with God and personal encounters with God don't have to be flashy. doesn't have to be something that other people see. doesn't have to be something outward because it's a personal relationship between you and God. And it's something personal that, that, that you encounter. It can be just you by your bedside praying to God. It can be you by your bedside singing out praises to God and then He touches you. And then it's so real, right? It's so personal and then you want, to, want someone else to experience that as well. And you don't share it because you're in a brag. You share it because you want them to experience it as well. Amen? Cool. And also, for example, let's say you're very, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very excited to meet old friends that I haven't met in a long time. And you, can, you, you know that, oh, the conversation's going to be good, the food's going to be good, the, <laughs> the, the, the time's going to be good, and it's going to be well spent, and you won't be drained after the conversation. So you, you know that, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out with this friend that I've known for, for 20 years. Some, some people haven't been alive for 20 years. But, but, but I'm, I'm going to speak to people that, that I've known since high school or maybe since primary school, and I'll say, oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. And because you anticipate something good is going to happen, it's good. And so let me, let me put into context. God wants to have that conversation with you. God wants to, to have that, that, that free flow dialogue with you. God wants to know how your day has been. God wants to know whether you're going through a challenge because He wants to help. And maybe if I put it into a real world context, maybe how many people here enjoy Blackpink? Oh, nobody, oh no. <laughs> Uh, or maybe let's say let's let's say the prime minister of the UK says messages you one day and says, "Hey, I want to be your friend. Let's go for a coffee." <laughs> and uh, you'll be like, "What? Uh, is this really happening? Some, somebody, somebody in this high position wants to be my friend, wants to have this uh, conversation with me, wants to be in a relationship with me. It's mind-boggling, right? Why? Why was something like this happen? And we're going to talk about that in the next portion." where I'm going to talk to you about what can I be excited about? So this is the second point. So the first point will be what is it to be excited? And the second one is what can I be excited about? And the first thing is 
that God loves us unconditionally. And let's read through Isaiah 54, verse 10. So it says, For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then, my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord who has mercy on you. Wow. This means that no matter what happens, God is at your, on your side. When, whenever you say no to God, He's still there, loving you. Whenever you, you, you forget that God is around, He's still there, ready to, to save you if you need to. And also, He's also giving you the strength each and every day to go about each and every day. And, and so, to me, it's very comforting knowing that no matter what, God loves me. But also, it's for me a call to action to me, for me to say yes to God, for me to not um, say no to God, for me to not um, ignore when God is calling me. And I think it's, it's almost impossible to quantify how much God loves you. But let me try and give you an example. So, for example, imagine you have a child, only child, only child, you're living in Malaysia, you send your only child all the way to the UK to die for all the people in the UK. Imagine that. Can you imagine? Doesn't, doesn't, see, doesn't make sense, right? Doesn't make sense at all because why would you send your son to die for people that uh, maybe you hardly know? But God knows everyone. God knows us better than we know ourselves and God sent His precious son to come to earth to die for our sins. And without the birth of Jesus Christ, that we are celebrating through Christmas, that will never have happened. And it, it shows so much love, right? I mean, imagine you die for some people that haven't even been born yet. You die for people that don't even know you yet. You die for the people that you know will never accept you. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's love that can't, we can't even quantify. But I want, you, I want you to know today that if you catch nothing from today, God loves you. And God wants to have a relationship with you. Amen? And second thing is, God is our source of joy. So we're going to go through some scripture here. So in 1 Peter 1 verse 8 to 9, it says, You love Him even though you have never seen Him. Though you do not see Him now, you trust Him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting Him will be the salvation of your souls. And we also go to Psalm 84, 4 to 5. And it says, What joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Wow. Can you imagine that you go through any challenge, any trouble, anything that you go through in life and you can still be happy? You can still experience joy that you can't explain? Uh, how many of you have been able to laugh or maybe to be able to have a good time during your challenges and say that, oh, I trust that God is with me so I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. I don't have to doubt. I don't have to do what the world tells me to do when I'm in a challenge because God is with me. And I think for me personally, what, what caught me here is that I'm happy that I'm not the one making the decisions. Because imagine that, uh, like for example, at work, you, you, you have a difficult decision that to make. You, you're wondering, hmm, what should I do? And you, 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 you wish that it was your boss making the decision on your behalf. Or maybe at, at, at school, Maybe you have to make a decision on what thesis you want to do, but you, you wish somebody else would make the decision on your behalf. I'm trying to tell you that God is the strength that you need, and God is, is, is all-knowing and all-powerful, all and He's in control no matter what. And he, he wants to be a part of your life. He wants to be able to say to you, uh, come to me, and I will give you what you need. 
what you need and not what you want. And, and, and the rest will come after. Amen? Does it make sense? And I think what, what, what we're trying to say here is that joy doesn't only have to come in the good times. Joy can come in the bad times. And that's when you truly know that you're experiencing God. When you can be able to be joyful even in the midst of the biggest challenge that you're facing. Amen? Cool. Next point is, God is our strength and refuge. Now let's read in Matthew 11, verse 28. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. This is so comforting because it shows that no matter what, no matter when, no matter what you're going through, He will give you rest. He doesn't say, I may give you rest, I should give you rest, I maybe will give you rest. He will say, I will give you rest. So this is assurance from God, and this is a promise that we can cling to, knowing that when we ask God for help, when we ask God for comfort, He will provide it to us. And he, He's a God of, of, of I will and not I should, or if not, I may be, or if not, um, I perhaps, but it's I will. I will give you rest. I will give you the rest that you need. I will give you the strength that you need. I will give you the comfort that you need. And let's go to the next verse, which says, Psalm 46, verse 1 to 3, which says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready for help in times of trouble, always ready to help us. This, doesn't, this is another confirmation once again that God is always ready, not just sometimes, not just with the small things, not just with the big things, but everything. Small things, big things. Sometimes we may limit God because we think, yeah, maybe it's too small for God. Maybe I can fix it by myself. And then the big things I'll trust to God. But God wants to help you in everything. And God is always ready to help you. He doesn't judge. He doesn't... He doesn't um, um, I guess he doesn't look at it and say, oh, this is too small, I won't help you. He says, anything, in anything, I will be able to help you and I'm ready to help you. So we will not fear when the earthquake comes and the mountains crumble into the sea, let the oceans roar and foam, let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. These are all very intense situations, right? Imagine you're in the sea and the oceans are roaring and foaming. Imagine you're on the mountain, imagine you're climbing a mountain and it starts to quake. In, 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 the, in the middle of an earthquake, but you still, you still don't fear because you know God is going to help you through this. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that... And who, and who can say that the Word of God isn't exciting? Because it's exciting, right? This is like, wow, even though I'm going through an earthquake, I will not fear because I know God will protect me. I know God will be uh, there for me. Amen? Cool. And in Psalm 84, 6-7, it says that when they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. Imagine that. Imagine that while you, you go through such a challenging time that you, you can't help but break down and cry, it will be refreshing to you. It will be refreshing to your soul. It says that later, it says they continue to grow stronger. How many of you come out of a challenge and you feel tired? This, one says, this verse says that you come out of a challenge feeling stronger. You come out of a challenge feeling refreshed. You come out of a challenge feeling excited to go through another challenge. How many of you can say that you're excited for that? <laughs> I mean, nobody will say that I, I want to go through a challenge, but God sometimes allows us to go through challenges so that we come out stronger. And sometimes we put ourselves in the challenge in the first place. And we can't blame God for that because it's our own choices, right? It's the, our own responsibility to own up for what we have done and say, God, please help me. Please help me out of this mess that I've created for myself. 
please help me out of this um, challenge that I put myself into. And God says that, no problem, I can help you. All we have to do is ask. Cool? Cool. Next we say, God is our source of peace. So here we say, give all your worries and cares to God for He cares about you. Wow. Imagine that. The God of heaven and earth, the God that created the universe, the God that created me and you cares about us. And how, how, many, of, how many of us are jaded by the sense that most of the times we think that people in power don't care about the people. Most of the times we feel that, we feel that the people in power don't know the things that we are going through. But God does. And God cares about us. So God is not a being of this earth. God is a being that's all-powerful. God is the one that knows everything. And God, God cares about you. And can you imagine that? God cares about each and every person on earth. And He doesn't just care about the people on earth now, future and past as well. So imagine the kind of responsibility that God has and He still is so open to care about you. Isn't that encouraging? Isn't that so refreshing to know that someone that has so much power, so much responsibility, still takes the time to get to know you personally? And in, let's go to John 14, verse 27, that says that, I am leaving you with a gift, a peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Wow! Imagine that, a peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that you even can't understand when you're going through it. A peace that you're, when you're going through the thickest of troubles, when you're going through the most ugly argument, when you're crying out your soul and your mind, and, and you feel like there's no more tears left to cry, God gives you peace. And you're, like, you're, you're, so, you're so at peace that you can't even understand. How am I at peace now? How am I at peace through this, this troubling time? How am I at peace when I'm going through such a difficult situation? It comes from God. And you know that when, when you experience that kind of peace, it can only come from one place. And that place is God. Yeah. Amen? And the next part is, God is our comforter and our friend. So in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 1 to 4, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Wow, this is so, so, so amazing knowing that God is there to comfort us no matter what, but not just for ourselves, but for others as well. We, we, there's, there's a saying that says we are blessed so that we can bless others. This is one of those examples, right? So for example, we say we are blessed with more than we can receive or more than we deserve. Why do, why do we receive more than we deserve? So that we can bless others. So that we can share about the blessings that we receive from God so that they can experience it themselves. Yeah. Amen? And we, we don't want to be selfish with this, with this blessing, right? We don't want to say that, okay, this blessing God gave me, for me only. Nobody else can enjoy. Nobody else can partake of this blessing because God said, this is for me. This is a gift for me. And gifts, the world tells me, not to be shared. Gifts are for personal use. But God says no. God says gifts are for people to enjoy and for the community as well. So we also go on later to talk about how the Holy Spirit is our helper. But from, from this case, we know that when we are comforted, it's so that we can be a testimony and an encouragement to others. So for example, let's say I've been through a difficult situation, uh, going through interviews for finding a job, so that maybe in the future, God can use me to share and comfort someone that's going through the same issue or going through the same challenge. Or maybe 
maybe hopefully Karen's okay with me sharing. Karen's going through a difficult time at work and she's, she's like, God, please help me because I know I can't do this by myself. And she's going through that so that eventually she can help someone else because she has that real experience that she can share. She has that real testimony that she can share with others. And it might be very difficult for her to go through it now, but we're praying for God's peace. We're praying for God's joy. We're praying for God's comfort to come upon her so that she can share it with others. Amen? Amen. And let's go to the next point, very important point. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And we're reading, Jesus gave his life for our sins just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from, the, from this evil world in which we live. So Christmas is a time where we should not be remembering the things of this world, but remembering the birth of Christ. And it's really important to do so because the next time somebody asks you, what are you going to do for Christmas? What's going to be your answer? Is it going to be, oh, I have a Christmas party, I'm going to be opening gifts, I'm going to be setting up my Christmas tree, or are you going to be able to be ready to share about what Christmas is really about? Are you going to be bold enough to share? Are you going to be courageous enough to share and say that Christmas is not about the gifts? Christmas is not about Santa Claus. Christmas is not about the Christmas trees. Christmas is not about the lights. Christmas is not about winter wonderland. Christmas is about Jesus. And Christmas is, some place, is the place where we come together as Christians to remember the, the grace that we've received, the blessings that we've received, the love that we've received from God. Amen? And the last thing for point two is the Holy Spirit is our helper. So, but when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Wow. Imagine there's God, God knows that we'll forget. And God knows that sometimes we, we forget more than we remember. So He sends us a helper. He sends us someone to say, okay, Gareth, you've gone through the situation. You know that God has provided for you. Why, when you're going through the second time, you are scared? How come when you're going through the third time, you still are afraid? How come when you go through it the fourth time, you still are fearful? So it nudges you. Some, some might say it's conscious. It, it nudges you in the right direction. And it teaches you uh, what to do and when to do it. And it also provides you with that, 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 that assurance knowing that you have that helper within you to help you whenever you need it. Amen? And also... We, we, we touched upon it at Gathaway where we, we talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about how we had, there's a variety of gifts, but they all come from the same source. And it's not just for us, once again, it's for the benefit of others as well. And it's so important to know our gifts so that we can work together with the people around us, so that we can be the body of Christ, right? The body of Christ is made of different parts. It's not just all eyes or all mouths or all hands. It's different parts working together as a symbol, a single ecosystem, right? And what we learn from that is that we shouldn't ask other people what they have so that we can boast or compare. We ask other people so that we can work together with them to help others. So for example, let's say my, my gift is hospitality. I can work together with someone that has the gift of maybe encouragement. And we can work together to maybe I invite them over and then the person can encourage them if they need to. And it's, it's, it's so that we can, we, can, we, can, we can create this bond between each other, knowing that, okay, you have this gift, let's work together. You have this gift, let's trust God that He will put us in a situation where we can use our gifts together. Amen? And also, 
let's not be frightened by the gifts that he, that he gives to us. So, for example, one of the gifts is poverty. And it doesn't mean that you're called to poverty. It means that you are not materialistic at all. And I think, wow, that's a great gift to have, right? Imagine you, you, you can put away all of the earthly desires. You don't need a big house. You don't need a big car. You don't need, you don't need fancy branded clothing. You don't need fancy shoes. All you need is just the clothes on your, your body. And you say, God, this is enough. I'm thankful. Isn't that great? Isn't that, that, great, that, that a great gift to have? So don't be, don't be scared of the gifts that you have. And don't be afraid of using the gifts that you have as well. Amen? And now I want to give, lead you through uh, a song that was written by um, one of the leaders in ex-Malaysia. Uh, we're going to go through the chorus. It says, I will trust in you, Lord, for you hear my cry. You are with me in the flood. You are with me in the fire. There's no hand that can erase every promise that you've made. You are faithful in every season. Now I'm not afraid of the battles that I face, for I'm not alone in the fight. I've heard you speak, and storms are made plain. I know you can do it again. Wow. And this song was written when the writer was going through one of the most difficult times of their life. I won't go into the details, but if you want, you can ask maybe Sam or Pastor Dave later. But this song was written when you would think that, wow, why is his trust in God? Or how can he still trust in God after what he's going through? But it's so powerful knowing that in spite of going through what the person went through, they can still write a song that, that truly encapsulates what it's like to experience God. What it's like to say to God, God, I've heard you speak and storms are made plain. I know you can do it again. I know that when I ask you, you will hear and you will answer and you will provide. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that something that we can be excited about? Isn't that something that we should be telling people about and we shouldn't be keeping to ourselves? So my third point is, what are we excited about? So God promises that no matter what, He loves us. No matter what, He's ready at the door to provide for us. He's ready to be in a relationship with us. He's ready to be our friend. He's ready to, to say to us, okay, I'm, I'm, I, want to, I want to be part of your life. What are we going to do? What's our response? What's, what, what are we going to do about that? And there's a few things that God, God put in my mind. So, for example, are we more excited about the latest episode of a series that we're watching? Are we more excited about spending time with God for devotion? Are we more excited about lunch after service and coming for service itself? Uh, are we more excited about fellowship with friends rather than experiencing God's presence in homes? So I'm not saying this to spite anybody or I'm not saying this to, to discourage anybody, but these are things that we need to think about, right? These are things that I need to think about. Like, am I more excited about lunch after service than, than, than service itself? Sometimes, yes. But sometimes, but that's why I need to remind myself that I need to come to church for God not for the lunch after service, not for the people, but for God, to experience God for myself, then the other things come after that. Amen? So, as much as I'm preaching to you guys, I'm preaching to myself as well. So this is something that I also need to remember. Alright? And also for Christmas, what are we excited about? Are we excited for winter, for snow? 
I don't know, nobody's excited. But, but are we excited or are we maybe more annoyed? We're annoyed that there's going to be crowds. We're annoyed that there's going to be no public service on the 25th. We're annoyed that uh, I won't be able to go to my favourite restaurant because it's going to be fully booked. Because all of these uh, tourists coming to London, coming to enjoy Christmas. But, but are, we, are we more annoyed by that? Or are we really concentrating on the true, true meaning behind Christmas, right? Are we really saying to God, God, I, I want to experience you. I want to be able to remind it of your grace in my life. I want to be able to say that, I want to be able to say that what they said in Psalm 84 verse 10, which says that, a single day in your sorry, Steve, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the home of the wicked. Wow, can you imagine that? Imagine you say, wow, spending one hour doing devotion a day is better than the whole year. Spending 15 minutes doing devotion a day is better than the whole year because I get to spend time with God. Because I get to spend time with my Creator. I get to spend time with the God that created the earth, created the universe, created everything that's known to existence. Wow, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that you can say that I... I want to spend time with God more than anything on this earth. Can we say that we are so excited that nothing else matters? And, and I'd I'll, I'll like, like to get to this point. I'd like to be able to say, wow, I really want to spend time with God. I'm really drained. I need to spend time with God. I'm excited because when I spend time with God, I experience God. When I spend time with God, I receive from God. And I don't receive just what I want to hear, but what I need to hear. And I receive the strength that I need. I receive the comfort that I need. I receive the joy that I need. I receive the peace that I need. And I can go through any challenge knowing that God will provide. And that God is standing at the door ready for me to open it to let Him in. Amen? And as I ask the, the worship team to come up and to... To, 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 to lead us in a time of praise and worship, I mean, worship, um, I want to let us think about what our next step will be. What are we really excited about? And, and what are we really focusing our thoughts and, 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 and prayers on? Are we praying for earthly things? Or are we praying for salvation more than that? Are we, are we focusing on our careers more than anything else that we're doing? Are we focusing on creating genuine relationships with our workplace colleagues? Or are we just treating them as gears in a, in a machine to help us go up the corporate ladder? Are we, are we really excited about experiencing God in everything that we do? Not just church, not just devotion, but everything that we do. And are we thankful for the things that we re- receive from God? If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.